You are listening to Love It First Swipe, the podcast with M and Jules. If you want me, swipe right or use a pickup line. Welcome to Love It First Swipe. You're here with Julia and Emily on Sin 90.7. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying your Sunday nights. We've got a massive hour, chock a block of love stories to share with you. We're going to be updating you on our Fiverr progress for our guinea pig, Rochelle. Should be super exciting. Yes, she's been looking forward to this for quite some time. <laughs> uh, we'll get all of her nervous vibes today. Mm. We're also going to be uh, having a special guest, Jonathan Sankey. He is a pickup artist. Yes. Uh, and he's going to be telling us all about his line of work. Mm, Seduceinseconds.com. Yes, I guess enlightening us a bit, which will be <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Um, what else do we have, Julia? We're going to be talking about apps. So there's been a couple of dating apps that have emerged into the dating app scene. We're going to be touching on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're also going to be chatting about people talking about their relationships in public. I'm talking trains. I'm talking buses. I mean, come on, guys. Can you just, you know, this is private time. <laughs> just keep it to yourself. I am looking forward to that. <laughs> and we also want to ask, do you prefer... The, the drunk version of yourself or the sober version of yourself? Yeah, this one I, I have been thinking about a lot over mm. the weekend um, and pretty relevant because I went out last night and okay. that got me thinking even more. Mm. So <laughs> without further ado, let's take it into um, Seven Days by Craig David. Yes. An oldie but a goodie. And then we'll get straight into it. This is Sin 90.7. Love at first swipe. Let's get straight into it, Julia. Yes. Because we have been talking about Fiverr for quite a while, how you found that they have all these services where they can make um, your crush go crazy for you, which Mm -hmm. is what our awesome listeners chose for us to do. Yes. So we found a guinea pig. Yay. (laughs) And our guinea pig is Rochelle. Rochelle, we've got you on the line now. How are you going? Hi, thanks guys. How are you going? Good, yeah, thank Excellent. you. Thanks for being our guinea pig volunteer. Oh, no worries. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous about it though. Oh, really? <laughs> Don't know. Well, this is what Julia and I have been discussing the past couple of weeks, yeah. whether we think it'll work. What do you think? Oh, I don't know how much I believe in these things, but I'm just, I guess, curious to see what it's going to say. Yeah, <laughs> true. Can I ask, who is the crush? Um, so it's a boy I've known from uni for the past year. Nice. And I guess it would just be nice to maybe take things to the next level, actually go on a date, not just a friend. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You must be feeling a whole range of emotions right now. Yeah, I just don't know what to feel, really. Have you ever been to a psychic before? Um, no, I haven't. I've had my palm red, Ooh, so I don't know if that counts, but I feel like it's in the same range. Yeah. Michelle, does that, um, does that tell you, like, when you're going to get married and have kids and stuff like that? No, they told me it was more about my personality, like, oh, you're an extrovert or, like, <laughs> you're really good at your job and stuff. I don't know, it's more about <laughs> Like, thanks. <laughs> yes, I am. I know. <laughs> Um, um, my love life. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not too sure what your palms can tell you about your love life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I want to read something out to you. I got actually got a message from Fiverr today. Um, oh. Taking it, it looks like they're in action. So they haven't actually started this process yet. Apparently, it takes three <laughs> more days until it will be delivered. <laughs> but this is yeah. the message I got from them. Um, before I proceed, find below what to expect. Okay, how does it work? This is not a magic spell. It is, caps lock, science. <laughs> in a nutshell, I implant an idea of your choice in their brain, which makes them start thinking about it. If, how, and when they act is dependent on their own free will and cannot be controlled. This can be visualized as their friend whispering your message in their ear. They think about the message, but still make the final call. It helps by making them think about your side of the story and not focusing only their own thoughts, which increases the probability of them taking an action. So with that being said, I guess I wanted to ask, is there anything specific, if this is how it works, that it's like planting an idea in their head or like making them think from your side, is there anything you wanted me to make sure they include in this secret <laughs> message that they're whispering into his ear? I was just like trying to brainwash them almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe like get out of the friend zone kind of thing. Like yeah. I feel like that's where I am okay. at the moment. So stop messing around. Um, Take yeah. me out of the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's number one and. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to, like, separate, like, friendship and, like, take it to the next level. So, yeah, something okay. along those lines. So we'll make sure that is said then. Yeah, I love how in the, in the thing it's, like, uh, that the person has their own sort of agency to sort of be like, well, if it doesn't work, then it's not our fault because they have to act on our own sort of voodoo. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. And I love the cup and science. That makes me feel very trustworthy. <laughs> Definitely a science. Well, thank you again for being our guinea pig. We'll have you back on next week uh, to see if it worked and if he's been messaging you or mm. reaching out to mm-hmm. you and if he has, in fact, gone crazy for you or if we have to mm-hmm. renew our subscription and do it for a couple more weeks. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I'm very excited to hear the results next week and I'll keep you updated with my movements. Awesome. Well, here's to Rochelle and Uniboy. (laughs) That's what his name is, (laughs) Alan Uniboy. Good luck, Rochelle. Thanks. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. (laughs) So, Em, I was thinking earlier in the week... Whatever happened to that world before we got to dating apps, you know, before we got to the Tinder, the Bumble, the online dating websites, mm-hmm. we actually had to talk to someone that we liked in real life. We had to go up to them. We had to muster up some confidence and talk to them. Oh, yes. That Such strange s- thing of actually yeah. walking up to someone and starting a conversation. Such a scary thing to do. Yeah. And it requires so much confidence that people don't really do it anymore because they're behind a screen. Yeah. And you kind of need to be like coached how to do it by someone. And it reminds me of this, like, you know, the pickup artists, you know, that you see with the Will Smith sort of character. Ah. He's suave. He's confident. Crazy sexy love. Sexy love? Crazy. Crazy, stupid, Crazy love. stupid love, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the Hitch Ryan Goslings. Classic. Oh yeah, Hitch. The classic verging on arrogant pickup artists. I mean, what what happened to this maybe distinct art form of pick up art artistry? Well, I don't think we could answer that ourselves. No. So <laughs> we thought we'd get in touch with someone that does do it himself. And we've got on the line Jonathan Sankey from seducingseconds.com. Hey Jonathan, are you there? Yeah, I am. Hi. Hey, how are you going? Thanks so much for joining us. No, thank you very much for having me. So can you tell a little bit about what pickup artists do? 
Um, yes. I, first of all, I don't really consider myself a pickup artist because okay. the typical pickup artists like have always been associated with learning kind of like rote learn lines and parroting them out. But there is like mm. kind of a a new thing that's come about, which is kind of teaching the psychology of dating to people. So it's kind of like um, a sales course, but you're selling yourself um, within like a dating kind of scenario. So um, mm. just like any other kind of soft skills training. So. Yeah, what I do is that I, I meet with both men and women and basically teach them a process, um, not lines, but a process of how to go and how to generate attraction from people because not everyone, you know, has, you know, is born looking like Brad Pitt or, you know, Miranda Kerr and uh, there, there's ways to generate attraction mentally um, if you don't particularly have, you know, the confidence initially to go up to someone. I, I help people and give them a process that they can follow so, so that they can do that. Do you find that there's a different process for everyone or is there one specific process you use? Um, no, uh, I, I think I think what is unique to everyone is that there is a certain confidence come, that comes from authenticity. Um, and uh, I think that generally the process that that is there is, is a process that is based off, you know, age-old psychology of what makes people tick and what compels people to, to want to become attracted to someone. Mm, okay, so you're tapping into that, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, you know, I, I've been trying and testing a whole variety of things over the past 13 years in a variety of different countries, and I've kind of nutted down to things that seem to work um, you know, nearly every time for guys and girls, regardless of their culture, their age, and their looks. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how it goes. So, are you willing to give our listeners one little tip? <laughs> <laughs> we say uh, listeners, but uh, we mean us. <laughs> well, yeah, I can, I can give, I can give um, kind of four of the main tips, oh, actually, amazing. but like in a very rundown, quick fashion. Okay, um, everyone, grab pen thing, and paper. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the first thing is is that you always want to be um, counterintuitive. So, if um, you know, guys, let's say you're you're a gentleman or, or or a woman, and you're in a bar, and you know everyone's going up, let's say, people and saying, "Hi, my name's Steve, or my name's Tom, or my name's Emily, or my name's Julia. How's your night going?" And if everyone keeps saying this to to let's say person A, for instance, yeah. you're just going to seem like everyone else. You're undifferentiated. You're going to be tired with the same brush. So, yeah. um, being counterintuitive is looking at what everyone else does within that context and kind of doing the opposite to, to differentiate yourself. Yeah, um, so, so that's tip one. The, the second tip is something which um, you see is common amongst nearly all dating coaches, pickup artists, whatever you want to put a label on it when it comes to helping people with their dating. And this is the most common method worldwide amongst people like me, which is something called the push-pull technique. So... Um, Attraction, there's not really one thing you can do to generate attraction. Quite often it's two things, and that is if you push someone away too much um, by, you know, making disapproving comments or, you know, kind of being standoffish, that's a push, and you can come across as, you know, a cold fish. But um, you need to, I'm not saying that that doesn't have its place, but you need to kind of temper that with what's called pulls. Mm. which is compliments and rewards and things like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you have a great style, etc. So that's the second thing. The third thing is about being indifferent. Um, so, you know, quite often people say, you know what, I don't want to play games. 
I just want to be the authentic me, and if they don't like it, that's fine. And, it, and I, I really believe in that. However, it also needs to be tempered with a bit of indifference, which is kind of like, I want you, but I don't need you. <laughs> and, and then the final thing is playfulness. Um, you want to keep it light and fluffy quite often, and this is, a, this is a mistake that I often make, is that, you know, I get, like, deep and meaningful too quickly or start talking about, po- you know, politics or religion or, yeah. you know, deeper topics. You want to keep it light and fluffy and playful, and quite often that is based off the, your delivery. Mm. So, um, you know, if you were to say, if you were to elongate your words, for instance, if, if I was to say to someone, get lost, as mm. opposed to get lost, you know, the words are the same. But yeah. the, the effect is totally different, and that's yeah. why Tinder sucks, because <laughs> words are 7% of all communication. Mm. So you're, you're actually dumbing yourself down by 93%. Yeah, it's all um, lost in the tone. That's exactly right, you know? 30, 38% is tonality, 55% is body language. So, you know, if you're able to string a sentence together, you actually <laughs> owe it to yourself and the other person to kind of go out into the real world because it'll be a lot less laborious yeah. than swiping, getting swiping, getting ghosted, and all that stuff that comes along with Tinder. I have a question. Can females be a coach? Mm. Yeah, Do yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, there, there's a few out there. Um, there's one, there's one or two quite famous ones in America. Um, you know, I guess the problem with um, my industry and what I do is that any man and their dog can wake up one day and say, "Hey, I'm a coach." You know, I'm a dad. You know, there's no degree you need to do for it or anything like that. Yeah. So, um, yes, they are out there. Are they any good? Well, I guess it depends on the results they get and um, yeah. you know how long they stay around in the industry. You're listening to Sin 90.7 and you're here with Julia and Emily on Love at First Swipe. Hey guys. So before the break, we were chatting to Jonathan Sankey from seduceinseconds.com. He's here on the line with us and we're talking to him about his role as a dating coach. And Jonathan, I kind of want to touch on your history. Have you, are you in a relationship? I don't don't mind the personal question, but um, are you in a relationship currently? No, no, not at the moment. I'm not. No? Um, have you been previously um, since becoming a dating coach? Yeah, um, so I've been dating coach for nearly 13 years now and probably about seven to eight of those years I've been in relationships. Oh, wow. Nine. Yeah. So how did uh, yeah. having a partner have an effect on your career, if you mind me asking? It was fantastic because <laughs> um, my, my, what are now my ex-girlfriends, um, uh, uh, you know, were some of the best parts of my training because um, there was, particularly when I was training men, um, it was really, they, they played a pivotal role in basically um, being able to be there for guys to practice on and to realize that actually women, particularly beautiful women, are not actually so scary. They're just like anyone else. And um, it was that kind of, you know, role play that we would do you know, just like normal conversations or how to approach or how to actually use these techniques that I teach in a safe environment. So, yeah, mm. my um, former girlfriends were yeah, a huge help. Is it safe to say it worked on her? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, like, you'd have to... I can't, I can't speak for them, but um, in the past, you know, they've, they've been interviewed and, uh, you know, they, they say, yeah, it, it works. So, um yeah, I practice what I preach and, um, yeah. So, now that you are single, have you tried out dating apps like Tinder? Yeah, totally. I actually wrote a book on um, oh. Tinder. I was asked to write a book 
from publisher on Tinder, and um, uh-huh. I got about 80% of it done, and then I just kind of thought, uh, no, I just don't want to put this out there. There, <laughs> there are ways to make it really effective, um, and, uh, you know, but very quickly I kind of thought, well, after I've written this entire book, you know, like 100 pages of it, 120 pages, whatever it was, uh-huh. I really just wanted to cut it down to one page, which is like, get straight to a phone call within uh-huh. like five messages, you know, because... Just take yourself up from, yeah. like, what I mentioned before, you know, that, you know, words being, you know, only 7% of communication, you know, yeah. get onto the phone. And if you're someone who can string a sentence together, um, use that skill. Have you seen any benefits from using Tinder? I mean, yeah, I guess that's my question. Well, it's a great, it's a great ego boost, um, mm. you know, for, for a lot of people. You, you, you match with people and, and, and a lot of people um, in everyday life, you know, struggle with what we call approach anxiety, which is, you know, it's hard to walk up to a stranger in the street or at a bar or mm-hmm. wherever it happens to be at a house party and spark up a conversation and get traction and, and mm-hmm. it, it's and generate attraction. Um, so I think that one of the benefits is kind of a double-edged sword that it allows people to meet people that they generally wouldn't meet because they just don't have the confidence um, or the, the process of how to approach. But mm. on the other hand, um, that's also really bad in a way because people get really used to relating to people through screens and then when they go on dates, it's like, oh, you're not kind of like what I thought. Or um, they also kind of, I don't know, start to look at people as a commodity. There's always something better around the corner just to swipe away and then, you know, all this ghosting. And I, I just mm. think Tinder is like making dating a lot more laborious. I think it's the dating apocalypse and in 10 years' time or whatever, people are actually going to come back to wanting to meet people in real life and people like matchmakers and speed dating and all that will actually, you know, come back as being more popular. Mm, So... I guess hearing you say all that, I'm kind of thinking people, a lot of people I know use it as kind of an excuse because they say, I work full time, I don't go out, I don't go to places to meet people. Would you say that's a valid excuse? Because I guess, you know, if you're talking about picking up people just as you're walking home, it kind of seems like you're saying there is an opportunity. Well, yeah, but, you know, look, I understand when a lot of people, you know, it's not like back in the 1930s when you'd hop on a tram and, you know, people weren't wearing headphones or looking at screens and, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, spark up a conversation in a chivalrous way. But mm-hmm. I think there's something really to be said about putting yourself out there. Like a lot of people who actually go and get past that initial approach anxiety, it usually happens only with, within the first two or three approaches mm-hmm. they ever make. They grow as a person in general, and their confidence in mm. other areas of their life mm. then really grows as well. So, I think it is a valid excuse. Yes, I work, etc. Yeah. But that excuse also means that yeah, I work, and I've had a hard day, and I'm tired, and now I don't want to reply back. And mm, all of a sudden, it, you know, there's there's not as much buy-in. Like when you muster up the confidence as a man or a woman, speak to someone in real life. Um, there's so much more buy-in and uh, dates and relationships happen, uh, you know, are more likely to happen. Apps seem like such the easy way out and picking up in real life is is this sort of like such an effort that people sort of seem like, well, maybe I should go for Tinder, maybe I should go for Bumble. And it's kind of like, well, is the way that you're staying in business because you're offering something beyond just getting a guy or getting a girl, you're actually actually giving them people skills beyond that. Is that what you're saying? Uh, 
Oh, yeah, that, that's exactly right. And um, look, the main, you know, the reason why I've stayed in business has changed over the years, like initially before all these apps, you know, I was, you know, if, if you didn't know how to speak to people in person or weren't confident or weren't getting the results you wanted, um, then you came to me. But now with apps and like nearly 80% of the population under 35 using them, um, yeah, it is an easy way out, but not necessarily um, a good one because a lot of people don't really get the same results and then their self-confidence drops. Mm, that's definitely something to keep in mind, for mm. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, we could obviously talk for hours about this and this is definitely something that Em and I are super passionate about, yeah. but we'll have to leave it there. Um, we will definitely direct our listeners over to seduceinseconds.com. Make sure you check out Jonathan Sankey there. He's also on Twitter at How to Seduce, and he's on Facebook at I Seduce, but we'll put all the links on our uh, Facebook and Twitter. So just check us out there, Love at First Wipe. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining us. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. Listening to Sin 90.7. This is Love at First Swipe, and you're here with your hosts, Julia and Emily. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back. We've just had an awesome conversation with Jonathan Sankey from seduceinseconds.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to check him out, check him out on our Facebook page. We'll post all his links, yeah. social media links. Um, but moving right along, I guess. <laughs> to some app chat. Yeah, I, I guess this ties in quite nicely because mm. we were talking about Tinder. And there are so many new ones popping up. So, Julia, there's so fill many. me in. So, I thought I'd touch quickly on a couple that haven't exactly been that new, but they're noteworthy. Okay. So, there's all these, like, celebrity apps that seem to be coming along. Let me know if you guys have heard of some of them. They're, like, celebrity-exclusive apps. Ooh. But then there was this thing called Tinder Elite, and I need to know more. Like, <laughs> how do you become elite? Do you I have to have that, yeah. a certain amount of stuff? of money on your credit card, you need to have certain yachts, I don't know. Like, how do you get into that club? Tell me, <laughs> Emily. A amount of yachts. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am not allowed on this elite uh, Tinder. I would love to answer that, but I'm not a Tinder user anymore since our Tinder challenge. No. <laughs> um, sure, so, sure. and even if I was, I feel like I'm still not elite enough for this. No. Um, I did hear something, though, that it also has to do with the amount of matches you get and stuff. But doesn't that just mean like how often you use it? Like, come on. I, I I'm elite. So. I'm on it all day. I don't do anything else with my time. <laughs> is, that what, is that what it classifies as elite? But apparently oh. there's like this wait list of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people trying to get onto it. Oh, you can get on a wait list? Must be. Let's do maybe, it. Maybe you have to be like approved. No, we're not famous enough, Emily. Come well, on, we could not. be. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> See, I just want to know like the criteria that we have to tick or anyone has to tick. How cool would that be? Yeah, if if you listeners know, can you please post it to our Facebook page so we know how to get onto it? Or if you are on Tinder Elite but yeah. don't want to, you know, dish all the you know ways that you got onto it. You know, yeah. just, just, you know, slide into our DMs. We won't <laughs> reveal any names. Slide right on in. <laughs> Actually, there was one that came up um, all over Facebook this mm. week. Yes. And it's called V-Love. It's for vegans and vegetarians. Very original name, V-Love. Love. Don't you think, like, V-Love could, yeah. is a potential standout name for something else? V-Love. Yeah, true. You get it? Yeah, I get it. You got me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all my friends this week were tagging me in the, the posts, you know, like Concrete Playground but and stuff we're doing about a it. a vegetarian? I mean, a vegan. I'm not, but I have, surprisingly, a lot of vegan and vegetarian friends. Yeah. Um, one of them 
even private messaged me with the links, um, being like, you should talk about this. I was like, well, no, no shit. Of course I will. Um, but I was like, can you please go on it for me and tell me your experience? No one wants to do it. None of my vegan friends want to do it. And I was like, why? Why? Why is this happening? This is yeah. made for you. Then I realized all my vegan and vegetarian friends are in relationships. Oh, that could be why. And I was thinking, how are they all in relationships and my non-vegan and vegetarian <laughs> friends aren't? Like, do they even need an app? <laughs> Obviously, maybe they're that finding means, love. Yeah, maybe that means that uh, you've got to go vegan or vegetarian to find love. Yeah, I'm not willing to do okay, that. I'm cool. sorry. Like, I could, I could go vegetarian, but it's winter. I need comfort food. <laughs> so um, I did a bit of research yep. and I saw that um, over 10% of Australians identify as vegetarian. Hmm. Um, yeah, which was quite the interesting fact. Yep. That's the most interesting fact I have. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, yep. so Australia's packaged vegan food market, it's currently worth about, oh, I think it's $136 million. And it's set to reach $215 million by 2020. Whoa. You do realise that would be making the Australian market the third fastest growing vegan market in the world. That's massive. No wonder there's a call for this app in Australia. Because this is, yeah. So it's Australian made up? That is a good question. Yeah, that's one for the Googling books. Um, But apparently the founder's goal is to get Australia subscribers up by like a absurd number mm. really quickly like this month yeah so with the amount of social hype that's going on i guess yeah. it could be possible but if you take it from my vegan friends yeah ain't possible they're all in relationships speaking of you know things that divide people yeah <laughs> i mean some people are very anti-meat some people are definitely not <laughs> emily <laughs> exhibit a <laughs> yeah. um, there's an app called hater i'm sure everyone's heard about it i thought it was a joke but apparently it's not. Okay. So, you what know, you can, you can rate the hate. You can date the hate. Ooh. So, like, what? You bond over your hatred You, of you bond over hatred. You know, That's for example, Donald Trump. Okay. Paying extra for avocado or guacamole. Is that the thing? Yeah. Can you say guacamole for me? Guacamole. Thank you. That was guacamole. Guacamole. I'm glad you're here for now me. Now I feel stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of things I could bond. Actually, I'm not a hater, am I? Tell us, guys, what would you be willing to match with someone over with your mutual hatred? Yeah, that is a good like, question. What is something that's seriously like, this would be a, an absolute um, deal breaker if someone liked this? Mm, do you have one, Julia? No. Really? I agree with the guacamole thing. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah, That's I know that age. you're quite the fan, especially yeah. on tacos. Mm, um, I would, wrong. I would bond over the mutual hate of hating celery. I, I love we'd, celery. We'd We've touched on this. Romance. Yeah. 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 We That's how match. much I hate it. I keep bringing up how See, bad celery Emily, is. Emily, you'd find absolutely no one on that app to, to match you with your <laughs> hatred for celery. Oh, it's Everyone a big world it. out Come there, on. Julia. If it opened up to like worldwide, I think I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Anyway. That, that was App Chat. The App Chat. That was Baker Boy, Cloud Nine Feet Kian, and that was on Sin Sweet 16 Sunday Sweets, right here on Sin 90.7. And you're with the Love at First Swipe Girls, Julia and Emily. Hello. Welcome back. We've had quite the interesting conversations. We've had the Fiverr update where mm. we're contacting a psychic to see if they can make um, Rochelle, our guinea pig, mm. um, her crush go crazy for her within three days. We're praying for Uni Boy to get the messages from the psychics. Please, Uni please, Boy. Please, Uni Boy. Contact Rochelle, please. <laughs> <laughs> it was six dollars, so <laughs> that would be the cheapest. Guaranteed, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the cost of a drink. 
Shouldn't even have to buy him a drink. We paid for it. I know. <laughs> this is fantastic. We better get awesome payback for this when it works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we could actually call ourselves the love gurus. I know, right? Oh, wait. The psychic would have done it. So yeah, anyway. Um, Speaking of like talking about yeah. crushes and your love life, mm-hmm. I guess we do it a bit more publicly on the radio. But hey, some people do it a bit publicly when you probably wouldn't think that they should be doing it. And yes. you told me an interesting story earlier in the week. I did. Um, so I was on the train as per usual every day. And when I'm on the train, I make an effort to talk really quietly through my headphones um, when someone calls me on the phone or mm. just not talk at all and be like, I'll call you when I'm off the train. Because I find it really awkward that people can overhear my conversation to the point where I don't have a normal conversation because I'm too concerned. Yeah. <laughs> so I just go, mm, yeah, yeah. My sister actually called me out one day. She's like, Emily, you just sound so impersonal. I'm just not even going to talk to you when you're on the train. I'm like, good. That's what good, I want. Keep it that way. <laughs> um, anyway, and the other day I was on the train and there was this girl. Um, she was standing in the middle of the carriage. Mm. And she's just having a full conversation with someone, um, I guess it was her friend, um, about this guy that she's seeing. And she was talking so loud. I was like on the opposite side of the carriage mm. and I could hear her. Jeez. This is my terrible recording I managed to get. And he was like, oh, how do I get what was she so, saying? She's talking about how he thought it was awkward, like their rendezvous spot, how it was awkward for him to get to. Mm. It was not like a fascinating conversation. She was saying a lot better things, but it was really hard to get a recording with all the train noise. Yeah. But that's me standing pretty far away from her. Mm. And I still managed to hear all that. I was like... What the hell? Like, do you have to have your personal life just blurted out to everyone? Or do you just not care? I guess people just don't care as much as me. I don't know. What do you think, Julia? I kind of wish I didn't care Yeah. as much. I want to be more like that. Even on the bus, the noisiest public transport form, I swear. <laughs> people that take the bus occasionally with me, they're just like, I have no idea bustle that loud. You cannot hear a thing. You literally have to be shouting on your phone. <laughs> So I would definitely not be having a conversation. Yeah. Um, I generally try and avoid that. But to not have any care in the world, respect. Also, okay. shame, but respect. <laughs> okay. You've taken it somewhere. I guess, yeah, I guess there is that part where I'm like, that's cool that you just do not care. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I guess I was just I was just amazed. I was like, how can I hear her whole conversation like everything, I could. I think I was calling you at that point, like texting you through the whole thing, being like, "Julia, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> this is happening." <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to share that with everyone. Love it. I think we all agree. <laughs> Confidence is key, I suppose. Yes, with everything in life. <laughs> that was attention, Charlie Puth, and welcome back to Sin ninety point seven. You're listening to the Love at First Wipe Girls, it's Julia and Emily. And just a bit of a heads up: this is a content warning. We're going to be using. A bit of, um, uh, what, what would you say it would be, Em? I guess it's just alcohol talk. Oh, yep, there, there you go. Just say it like it is. <laughs> so, content warning for all those who are listening. Yeah, we this don't. This is your time to tune out if you don't like talking about alcohol. True. And we don't endorse, you know, that you need to have fun um, and drinking needs to be involved for that. No. We're just going to, you know, touch on this. So, you know, take it as a grain of salt if you like. Yeah. So, um, as you say, I was telling you about this thing that yeah. happened. Um the other day, someone did something while drunk that I thought was inappropriate. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, when you're drinking, 
it does mess with your mind and that's why a lot of people don't drink. Because people change, yeah. You, it does change your behaviour. It brings out things that maybe you were able to put on a back burner but now that there's something there, you're like, yes, this is my I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You get mm. all this confidence in the world, right? And I'm not going to lie, like I've done stuff in the past um, that I was just like, I would never have done that if I was sober. And... It's never been bad, but then this person, it was just, I didn't like it. I'm not going to say what it was because it, I just don't think. It just necessary. wasn't on. Yeah. Given, you know, your your status with one another, the relationship. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't say anything for a while because I was a bit disappointed and I thought that this person would be like, hey, sorry for the way I acted. Yeah. Um, and I'd be like, sweet, no problem, done. At least you recognise that. Nothing happened. Nothing was said. A week later when we finally discussed it, um, this person goes... I've just got a question for you then in response to me being like, oh, I'm really surprised that, you know, you never said anything surprised, and that made me feel very uncomfortable and I didn't like how you acted. Blah, blah. They said, um, I just have one question for you. Do you think that that drunk me was the real me or do you think that the sober me was the real me? What? I'll give you time to think about that. I what, was like, so throwing, excuse me? <laughs> so throwing the inappropriate behaviour back on you and saying it's up to you to decide. Yeah. That's exactly what they were saying. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, but I call bullshit. I like That's throwing I all the bullshit. pressure off them from what they've done Absolutely. and throwing it on you. Absolutely. And not only that, but you're also saying that whatever you do when you're drinking, you're allowed to do whatever you want because yeah. it's not the real you. It's no, inexcusable. No, it's still you. Mm. You are your person. You still have a choice. And... I understand that things happen, you know, with alcohol that maybe you wouldn't have done when you were sober. Yeah. But be willing to own up to that and be like, sorry, I made a mistake. All good. Don't say that, oh, okay, hey, Julia, just saying something to you right now while I'm drunk. Um, I think that you're a horrible person. But that's not what sober Emily (laughs) thinks, so we're all good. That's like saying that. That's like saying, no offence, but, and then saying the most offensive thing you can think of. Exactly. Being drunk does not give you an excuse to do things that you wouldn't normally do or put people in uncomfortable situations no. and then be like, oh, but that was drunk me. Yeah. So do you think that's me? It's like when people say that they have different personalities, like you're saying, with you know when they do get drunk. And they're like, oh, I'm sad drunk. I'm frisky drunk. Oh, I'm happy drunk. Mm. Doesn't matter. Whatever you do, you still got to own it because that was you. Exactly. Exactly. And that's like bringing it into just all life. You know, Mm. like you can't just... Be an adult. Yeah. That's it. And this person's older than me. So it's kind of like, you should be my role model. Yeah, you should know better. I'm (laughs) not looking up to you anymore. (laughs) Anyway, it was bugging me for quite a while. And I started asking people... um, um, around, you know, at parties yeah. and stuff. And I was like, what do you think? What yeah. do you think about all this? Yeah. And um, they were basically like, yeah, that's bullshit. So <laughs> I've done my um, You've surveys. done your research. You sent out the survey monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my conclusion. 100% not on. <laughs> so that was Cheat Codes with Demi Lovato. And you are listening here on Sin 90.7. It's Love at First Swipe. And we have wrapped up a massive show for your Sunday night. Yes, thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday as per usual at mm-hmm. 9pm. As always, you can keep up to date with us what we go about our days, about the week with all the dating fun and all the memes. You can always catch up with us on social. We're on Love at First Swipe show on Facebook and LUV at First Swipe on Twitter. Make sure you check us out there and we'll keep you updated. Yep, see you in the social world. Bye. Bye.